0: We love our devices we sell we buy we socialize and we communicate on them we rely so heavily on our screens that they have changed our lives to some people they are the first thing they look at in the morning and the last thing they look at at night but we have little understanding of what is actually happening behind that screen see security is the key to protecting your stuff what security am i talking about well i'm talking about the basics of security requirements for protecting yourself and your organization. Cybersecurity can be complex, intensive and time consuming. In the digital world, if you do not know what you need to do to protect your business, then you are just a target. A limited understanding of how, what and why the cyber criminal is targeting you is just an invitation. On the other hand, not doing anything Just increases your chances of being a victim. No one wants to be a target in a cyber event. A cyber event, any cyber event, will impact revenue, capability, reputation, and your business brand. The reason we think we are not a target is we are often uneducated, misinformed, or ignorant of the criminal's capabilities. Like everything else, we rely on our mates from the weekend barbecue or down the pub more than the experts in the field. We fail to understand the issues. Most think a criminal has to be specifically targeting them. They don't. We think that it's personal. It's not. In most cases, we are just victims of random attacks, a random attack generated by an automated system. Let's change that thinking. Let's learn some basics. Let's implement some simple strategies for both home and your business. Let's educate you in some of the realities of the cyber realm. With a better understanding of cyber issues, we have a better chance of not being a victim. I am in no way saying that people are stupid. What I am saying is that we all need to be better informed on the capabilities and skills, yes, they are skilled, of the cyber criminal. Sit back and watch and listen to what Roger has to say in this episode. Last episode, we focused on the dreaded password. Where do they come from? Why do we use them? Why are they important to protecting your stuff? What are they made up of and what not to use? And because it's all too complicated, just get a password manager. It's so much easier. This episode of the Need Help? Ask Roger podcast, we will focus on the addition of a third level of protection around your internet based sites and services. Access to every account has a username and a password, who you are, and what you know. The third layer is what you have. That is called multi factor authentication or two factor authentication. In the same area, it is of two factor authentication, is the wonderful world of capture. You know, there are websites where You have to put in, match up the things. So username and password and now prove to you, prove to the computer that you are human by answering this little puzzle, traffic lights, hills, which animal is the right way up. And then there's the next one where you can tick a box and prove that you are not a robot. So in this episode of Need Help Ask Roger podcast, we are going to focus on two-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication, and capture. So, why do we need a third layer of authentication? Well, because on the internet, password stealing has become rife, and it is because we are uh, the systems are insecure, and the people who are looking after passwords are not looking after them to the best level of that what they should. Um, the, uh, we make mistakes putting um, our usernames and passwords into areas that we shouldn't. Um, there are scams that go around that ask you to complete a questionnaire or do the things that we need to do. There are man-in-the-middle attacks where you're in a restaurant, uh, cafe, using their internet, and you are putting in your username and password into an unprotected system. There are keyloggers. So, someone might have put a keylogger on your system that allows them to steal information as you are typing it. Um, and as a warning system for you, if someone has actually used your username and password. So, literally, you now get a warning that something is going on. So, two factor authentication or multi factor authentication is a t- technology that allows for a third level of information to gain access to an inf- uh, a system. So that can be an SMS to your phone. And the good thing about SMS to your phone is you don't have to have a smartphone. You can just use a, 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 an unsmartphone, and that will allow you to have two-factor authentication in place. You can get an authentication app. Um, there are a number of them around. Microsoft has got one. Google has got another um, and you can then associate your account with that app, or you can use a dongle. And this, these have actually become very, very obsolete recently over the last couple of years. Um, a dongle used to have them for associated with banks and VPNs. You had a little device that you punched in your, uh, you pressed a button and it gave you four, uh, five, six numbers And then you put those six numbers into the box and you had access to whatever the system was actually allowing you access to. So how it works, the first thing you need to do is understand that username and password are how you get into a system. This is just a third layer of security. So username and password, you then get prompted that you have a, a requirement for a code and Usually, if if it's SMS-based, you will get an SMS on your phone. If it is the Authenticator app, some of them will warn you, some of them will not. Or it's that dongle, which you just turn on and actually access, you put that number that it's generated or that that code that it's generated into the box, you now have full access to the system. Great stuff. Now, as I said, SMS can be used on any mobile phone because every mobile phone is SMS-activated. Authenticator apps... You have to associate the app with your account. And that is usually done through what we call QR codes. We've seen QR codes significantly in the last two years. Some of those authenticator apps, apps, Microsoft, for instance, will come up and warn you on your phone that someone you need to put in a code. So that makes it easier for you to press a button. But what it does do is also gives you that warning. Which way is best? They're all as good as each other. Yes, they all have vulnerabilities. Yes, they can all have problems, but um, they can be used in a number of ways just to allow that third level of access to a system. Where does CAPTCHA come into this? Well, CAPTCHA is designed to restrict robotic access to accounts. Now, robotic access literally is, I put in the username and a password, and I, the The actual website is proving that it is not robotic at the other end by saying you've got these pretty pictures tell me what you need to do when the the question i've asked so how many traffic lights how many hills how many buses um really important because it comes down to proving that you are human using that access to get into the system the other one is when you tick the box that says i am not a robot Now, this is a a slightly different capture process. And what it is actually looking at is your um, utilization of the browser in accessing that website. So it's looking at your history. It's looking at information just to prove it doesn't record anything, but it proves that you are not uh, a a robot or you're not a system that is trying to gain access to the system. If you open up an incognito web page and go to a website that has the tick box that says I am not a robot it will then go back to the next level of one are the pictures and show me the bus okay so that way I is it's actually looking at a human access to the browser instead of a non-human access to the browser so let's have a look at some do's and don'ts so do set up two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication on every site and service that you have access to. If you are a web developer or you are a um, uh, someone who has control of a back end of a shopping centre, uh, Spotify, that type of thing, then set it up for your account. So the administrator must use two-factor authentication. If it is two-factor authentication or the capture process, it is a good idea to put in place. Do use two-factor authentication on all of your admin accounts, especially things like Office 365, Google Google Apps. All of these are give access to other people's information, so you need to have to worry about it. Now, there is a couple of do nots. One of them is never give away your code, okay? If you are accessing a website, great, you've got the code, you put the code in. If someone else is accessing the website, and this is one of the good things about two-factor authentication, you will get a warning that they now want a code. Now, if you know nothing about it, there are two things that you need to do. One is change the password when you receive that code. So you're sitting there watching TV, your phone SMSs you with a code, you look at it and go, oh shit, that's for Facebook. I better jump on Facebook on my normal system and put in Log on and change my password because username and password has been compromised. Okay, now there is a website you can go to called haveyoubeenpwned.com where you can put in your username and it will tell you if your password has been collected in any of the 52 billion hacks that have happened on the planet since they put this website together. If you have a need for more and more people to have access, To a um, service, there are two ways you can do it. One is you can have a recovery uh, email, uh, recovery um, phone number that actually then does the same job, or you set up two people to do that, uh, have access to the system. So it's up to you how you do it. So multi-factor authentication, it's a uh, deterrent against someone stealing your password. Um, and it's also a warning system to tell you that someone who has stolen your password has now attempted to use it in an environment where you have access to. It is a technology that allows you to use SMS or an authenticator app or a dongle to have that third layer of protection around access to a component. Um, It works on the principle that you receive information back from the website, so that can be an SMS, it can be the Authenticator app or it can be a dongle, um, and it then allows you access to that system. Which way is best? They all have vulnerabilities, but using them is a better way of protecting yourself than worrying about the, inv- the vulnerabilities of those systems. Capture comes into it when it, when we're talking about accessing a website and to prove that you are human. There are two types, nine, nine pictures that you have to tick the ones that are whatever they're asking, buses. Traffic lights. The other one is to prove that you are human by ticking the box that says fill in this form. If you have access to two factor authentication, use it. If you have access to two factor authentication when you are connecting to your website, use it. Never give away your code and also from there, just protect yourself as much as possible. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Need Help Ask Roger podcast. I hope that you have got some actionable information out of what we have shown you today. If there are any questions, please throw them into the comments and I will get you an answer as soon as possible. So thank you for listening to this episode of Need Help Ask Roger podcast. I hope that you have got some actionable information out of what we have shown you today. If there are any questions, please throw them into the comments and I will get you an answer as soon as possible. We have a promotion. For -for not-for-profits, non-profits, charities, and small and medium business, we have a number of free resources. Now, those free resources are free, okay? The only thing we require from you is uh, email address, first name, last name. That's it. The first one is to find out what your business security score is so that you can create a roadmap, And using the the score to work out where you are deficient and then fill in those holes. The second one is a free weekly business security webinar for -for not-for-profit organizations, charities and small and medium enterprise. It is run every Friday at 10.30 and everyone is welcome. Um, That Friday, 10.30, Canberra time. And the third is a free 30-minute discovery session where we discuss your problem. Okay, now we also apply an NDA to that because if we don't apply an NDA to it, we don't get the right information coming back from you when you're asking the questions because we will ask questions as well Uh, questions about risk, capabilities, resilience, all of those sort of things. One of those is free. Okay, so jump on them, find out where you are deficient, and then make some serious decisions about how you protect your organization. So thank you.